Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Brent Pella Show or the uh, Vibecast with Brent Pella, as we're calling it now until I get new images for branding purposes. Um, this week's episode has a really good buddy of mine, Richie Doyle. He is a producer and founder of Sunday Morning Digital, a live streaming sketch comedy show uh, that you can see online. Follow all the uh, channels that they have, Sunday Morning Digital. Um, we had a great conversation about comedy, about life, about mushrooms, a little bit of a little bit of politics, a little bit of existentialism in there, and um, he had a dog on his lap the entire time. So I highly recommend you watch this one on YouTube for full effect. Uh, but either way, glad you're here, glad you're vibing. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, uh, my personal favorite supplement. Like I said before, I take this every day, especially after workouts and or in the evening before bed. Magnesium has a lot of really nice uh, anti-inflammatory properties. So. Um, over the years I've been injured, I've, I've had ankle injuries, knee injuries. I get really sore after workouts and magnesium kind of helps, uh, the blood flow and, and lowers my inflammation and also just assists in your general, um, what's that word that I'm trying to think of your, uh, immune system. Yeah, that's what it does. And I know that because I read all the benefits at magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella, which you can do as well. And you'll get a full 10% off. Um, I think they have tiers on that site where you can get up to 25, maybe 30% off. So go check it out. Magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Go get a bottle. Support the sponsors. Support the show. Um, And uh, please enjoy this episode of the podcast with a good buddy of mine, Richie Doyle. Yeah. Pug Hampton, how are you? Pug Hampton's good, man. An incredible interview we just did that will be out on the Brent Pella Show YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be on... CBS is doing a special, right? Yeah, Sunday they're going to do uh, 60 Minutes on the rise and fall and subsequent rise of Pug Hampton, yeah. which is a hell of a journey. It is. For only five years old, too. That's what they're not talking about, how young he is. <laughs> you know? we, don't, we don't think about things like uh-huh. that, how Pull young people are. Sorry. Right there. Baby. Better? Yes. Better? That's it. Better? That's it, baby. I look like a blind man. This is very, <laughs> that would be very, a blind man with a walking pug would be very funny. <laughs> Or like a very small yeah. dog. <laughs> Did you see that Shane Gillis sketch where it was a blind guy at a wedding? Yes. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So He's, funny. His stuff is uh, it's some of the best stuff out there. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. SNL it, uh, messed up, I think. They were, I mean, their hands were tied. It's interesting to see how he continues to grow because he's a phenomenal stand-up too. I don't know if you yeah, watched Yeah, yeah. I saw his special, um, yeah. And again, it, it's something too that I think a lot of times comics get judged for their audiences and mm-hmm. not for their performance ability you yeah. know so it's like i think that hollywood now sees shane gillis as like you know his audience is right wing and aggressive when the truth is he's just a great comic yeah you know? and i think he crushes in rooms on the east side of la and in Brooklyn. yeah and, and 10 years ago he, he would have been a great comic and nobody would have given a shit about his audience i know and, and he it, wouldn't have been branded that way and it's weird because i think time heals all wounds yeah you know which we're seeing already it feels like things are getting more relaxed you know, because you yeah. can only cancel someone for so long because it's your effort to give a shit. Yeah. And I don't know that anybody is ever really canceled except maybe like Kevin Spacey or someone. He seems to be on the outskirts, but I don't yeah. know because he could come Cause back. Because Delia's back doing stand up. Delia's, Delia's you back. Know? Louis Logan be Paul's back. got the number one podcast in the world. What if Louis wins the Grammy and... Just oh, my God. That's right. He's nominated for a Grammy. And just jerks stage. it on stage. That would be... Onto the trophy. That would be... I mean, that would be and awful. then says into no, the mic, be, none of you guys said stop. That would be a crime. And just walks off stage. That would be a crime. <laughs> but it would be like Doja Cats in the front. Like the, the hypersexualized. Because it's not like yeah. everyone loves a hypersexualized, beautiful woman. Yeah. Right? But a hypersexualized, 
disgusting man is equally as unappealing as an appealing hypersexualized woman is depend like right you know right, like right. i love like Nicki minaj posted for her birthday the other day she like a, a nude photo and yeah. she's beautiful like she's mm-hmm. incredible right and it's she's celebrating her you know sexuality her being her beauty and like no one wants to see that for jim gaffigan mm-hmm. right? yeah right exactly regardless if he wants to express it or not yep you know so yep. it's, it is a little bit of a double standard yep um but uh, I'm okay with that double standard. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, like like Pughampton said in his interview. It's something that we just have to accept yeah. and acknowledge as we walk through this industry that we've chosen. Yeah, you know, a bad choice. <laughs> a good bad choice. A good there, bad there's choice. There's better, worse. There's worse, better choices, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but definitely I'm at the age, and you're, I'm sure you're at the age now where it's like, yeah, this is just my job. Yeah. I'm just going to work just doing it just doing it just doing it have you have you what have you noticed about the changes in comedy over the past year year and a half because you are about as deep in like the comedy the knowledge of the comedy zeitgeist as anyone i really know yeah um i could write for vulture if they asked you could write for vulture which is disgusting i could or the atlantic (laughs) you could could also write for the atlantic here's my opinion what was the other one wasn't there a um list Ian, Maybe it was Ian Bolter. Russo's list. Do you know about Ian Russo? Was that the top hundred comics in yeah. the country list? No, in the like open mic scene in LA. Oh, hilarious! Yeah. That's so funny. It was. Wasn't there a top thousand comics list too? I think so. Just with like everyone's name on yeah. it. Yeah, I wasn't on. I it. never made that no, list. No, I never made that <laughs> list, and I never will. Yeah. I hate lists. I've never made any list. I have principles list. What's that? Being a, I was just like one of the principles uh, informants in high school. <laughs> I was a rat. You That's know, hilarious. Preferential you parking. were a narc? Yeah. In, for sure. in New York? In New York. What part of New York? Sleepy Hollow, New York. That's where I'm from. It sounds like if you're a rat, you would get, you know, no, your I was, ass beat. I wasn't a snitch. I'm just kidding. But, sure. you know, I did. I, I played both sides. You know, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, like yeah. knowing what the administration knew. You know? Yeah. I'm a good, I'm yeah. a good middleman. Nice. Right. Nice. I know how to. I know some how to for them, my, some for you. Yeah. I know how to yeah. keep my ear to the ground. Yeah. And, uh, and, and get out. Yeah. And that's what it is in comedy, too, because comedy has so many different, you know, micro communities mm-hmm. going on little so clicks many, yeah little yeah. clicks different types of comedy different audiences different styles um i think a lot of it sometimes comes down to like l- politics a little bit but it seems like everyone that kind of gets through that first funnel mm-hmm. is just focused on surviving yes right yeah and that's the thing it's not romantic it's not as romantic as it looks yeah on, on social media or anything it's like no oh my god playing this dirty club and disgusting and these photos and they yeah. make you look so excited and happy and the truth is it's like I'm grinding out there, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's work. And There's I, a lot to and it. you get paid nothing. Nothing. I know? got a whole $10 from the show we did the other night. Yeah, that was good. That was pretty cool. You got 10 bucks? I got 10 bucks, baby. I got 10 bucks. That was a fun show. It was fun. By the way, it's I think great. I, we we're still trying to kind of figure out what the vibe is with that show. How, think, how are you doing it once a month? Once a month in Los Angeles, once a month in Brooklyn. Um, oh, wow. So you fly out there once a month? No, I'll, we have, cause it's a team. So it's Michael, John, myself, and mm-hmm. then John is mostly in Brooklyn. So he okay. kind of handles that. And then when I go home, if it pairs up with the trip home, yeah. I kind of will yeah. structure the show around that. So okay, cool. I try and get to like every other show in New York and then one, everyone in LA. And so people know, um, I'll say this in the intro too, but Sunday morning digital is, a uh, streaming comedy sketch show, which yes. is curated by you yes. mainly, and uh, also Me, Michael, Michael and, Strauss, and John Hammond. And yeah, we have a you know like a great team on both sides now. So it's like Randall Otis and uh, Connor McNutt run our New York show. Oh, then, cool! Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a it's a it's been fun to kind of develop this community and like like you said, like seeing all of it is mm-hmm. very fun because I I feel like I have a key 
into a lot of these communities. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's it's deep. You know? And for Sunday Morning Digital, there's the live show once a month in LA yes. and New York. And there's the show show, yes. right? So, which is on Sunday yes. morning. Which you hosted. Every our, week, our, right. Our second episode. Yeah, that was super fun. Dude. That was fun. That you was really fun. If you go yeah. back and watch it, like it's for pandemic, for pandemic, for pandemic uh-huh. comedy. It's, yeah. Uh, it's really fun. And like, I like the way you had Morgan up there up top. Like it's a, yeah, good, it's yeah, a yeah. good piece. And we're right now, what we're doing is we're restructuring the show to kind of combine our first and second season. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have like this master season nice. um, with some new sketches as well. And then, yeah, just pitching the networks and hopefully it lands somewhere and gets distributed. And, and then when it, when it lands, would you still be curating sketches or would you have a writing team and a production team on board to create original sketches specifically for the show? Your guess is as good as mine. Oh, really? Okay, I cool. Mean, I, mean, I, I think that, you know, you'd, it would probably go where there's independent producers that we have mm-hmm. that we work with. Like there's a really talented group. Uh, in New York called Lisa, which is run by this guy, Sam Blumenfeld. And like, they produce a lot of sketches, right? So I think the idea would be if this show can sell, it's like you have these various producers that are responsible for their sketches kind of week to week. Yeah. And that's how you decentralize it. And that's how you kind of make it fun. Right. And like, yeah, you can have a unit in Austin. You can get these different voices in. Um, Yeah. Something we're incorporating now is stand up because so many of our performers are multi hyphenate like yourself Mm -hmm. where, you know, you act, you do stand up. You do sketch, you do improv, and you kind of have to be that way yeah. in media these yeah. days. You can't be a one-trick pony mm-hmm. unless you're a writer and like really good on Twitter. Yeah, which is kind of like the secret ingredient to just happiness. It, yeah, like, it's just it's valid- being really good on Twitter. Yeah, because if you get, like <laughs> if you're just like a Twitter silver tongue and you just get yeah, that writer's job, you get a writer's job just Crocs, by being funny on Twitter. You're wearing Crocs on the East Side yep. right now, you're you're making bank and you're the coolest cat in town. Yeah. And totally. you're just rude to everyone. I've never <laughs> been good at Twitter. No, it's hard because I'm impulsive. Yeah. I'm not a good, like Twitter, like I'm much more performative, um, you know, than I am like sitting down. Like I wasn't good at English per se. I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't speak well. Like I'm a good writer, but I don't. I'm a good, I feel like I'm a good writer too. And I can do like quick comebacks and quips and mm-hmm. improv type stuff on stage, mm-hmm. like messing around. Yeah. But on Twitter, it's hard for me to formulate like, a Twitter joke. A there's, a, there's a certain, yeah. So yeah. half my tweets are just like mocking whatever politician is trending. And the other half are some, I don't even know. I've just started tweeting out is clips of videos. Is that impulse when you're like, I got to get this guy. Yeah. And I've also had to rein myself back a little yeah. bit. Cause I don't want to be just like, I don't want somebody guy. to go to my Twitter and be like, Oh, this guy's got a lot of opinions on COVID, yeah. you know? Politics. Um, well, that's what it is. It, it, but poli- that's what Twitter is. Yeah. Well, and Twitter's very unhealthy. It's it's awful. a very unhealthy yeah. thing to get involved with. It's my worst addiction. Um, mm-hmm. I if I leave my phone in my living room overnight and I wake up, my day will be infinitely better. Yeah. If the first thing I do is lay in bed on Twitter for the first hour, you know, it's like it's madness. It's like playing the witty lottery. Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, when can I win? When can I win? Well, do you have a morning routine? Uh, somewhat. It it just changes because with stand up, I feel like you 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 lose nights kind of you know mm-hmm. where it's like. Wednesday night I have a show. I'm out till 11:30. You know, yeah. it's, it's not a great sleep. I I wake up and it's I don't have time for that early walk because I have a noon call or something's going on. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like then it's just a gentle stretch and you know light coffee and a light breakfast mm-hmm. and just Twitter. Right? Sure, my neck is down. You know, Oof. it's yeah. awful. And I'm yeah. the, and I like my phone. That's a, this is a very good. Uh, if you meet strangers, a very good thing to do. I've learned. We, I tried this for the first time in Austin. Is uh, it's like a good pickup line. It's a good uh, good way to meet people. 
is uh, just ask them, let's see your apps. Let's see how much time you spend on your phone. Oh, yeah. interesting. Most people are like five and a half hours. I feel like our I wonder age. what mine is. Yeah, let's see. Um, but bear in mind that this is the field you work in. But it's also my office. Yeah, you know? it is. No, it's your, it's your job. Like what, I, I, you can't guilt it too much. What I do, uh, to, where do I even I find that? Settings, screen time? Setting screen time, yeah. Daily average? Yes. Five hours, six minutes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Down 9% from that's last good. week. That's good. I'm at the percentages. That's an interesting thing to do too is like, I, it's weird how our phones are collecting all this data on us and you know, yeah. you can utilize it too. Like everyone's always like, they're tracking our data. I'm like, well, I understand how to read data. I, right. I can kind of figure out trends in my life. Right. So right. it's like, I walk 20,000 steps a day. I try to. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've been very That's slow in December. around three and a half miles. It's like five, five miles, a little more. It's not five miles. Are you sure? 20,000 steps? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of feet. Yeah. Cause a step is two feet. Yeah. Three and feet. I'm tall. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, That's cool. what it says. It could be more. It could be less based yeah. on like hills and stuff. That's such. a lot of miles. Where are you walking? Silver Lake. I don't walk that much. I'm just walking around like a method. That's crazy. I know. I take my five ants and I walk around. Really? And I just. I, Do you write on the walk? Sometimes. Like I, I, it's usually when I have, like I'll go on these big walks and I kind of, uh, map out what I'll have to do for the next week or so. Yeah. Um, on during the walk. Yeah. And ideas will come to me. Collaborations and stuff will come to me. Like, you know, like sketch ideas will come to me. Um, and it's a very, it's my, it's kind of my like mental health clearing thing. How long is, is it one walk a day? It's, it's changing now. So like I'll go in periods where I'm consistent and mm -hmm. I'll get up and I'll do like a quick 15,000 step walk, which is like my house around Silver Lake Reservoir and back. And then sometimes I'll do the big bombs, which is coming up soon. And that'll be like the 30, 40,000 day. What's a big bomb? Just like I'll walk like from my house to Burbank. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. It's the best, dude. And then you walk back? And then I walk back. Damn. I've, that's I've, a couple hours. Yeah. It's been, it started during It's like COVID. a two hour walk. Well, I can't do much because my back, because I fuck my back. Right, up. right, right, So it's right, like right, I can't right. really lift, you know, because I'm so fucking jacked, dude. Yeah, for sure. I'm so jacked. Yeah. You can't see it under the sweater. But no, but you can fucking, tell. Yeah. I'm yeah. so jacked. Mm-hmm. Um, I swim now. That's good. Swimming's great. Swimming is great. I just, Swimming it's not fun to go do. Um, yeah, I guess. Where, where do you go to do it? I go like to a Equinox. YMCA or no, something? I go to Equinox. Oh, gross. It's like a YMCA for douchebags. Yeah. Yeah. Equinox. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's all right. It's the Hollywood. I'm walk. impressed by the walk, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Um, cause I do the same thing, but I just, when I run, right. uh, but you know, I have ankles that are continuously right. dissolving. So. Uh, I'm finding new exercises to do, like yeah. the back workout that I showed you, yes. and I'm doing that almost every day. Um, which is good. Which is great. Stretching every day is the mm -hmm. most important thing. I, uh, our friend Greg Santos actually told me this. He, not the name job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Greg Santos. Greg Santos. Perhaps you know him? California Lottery. <laughs> perhaps you've heard of him. Uh, he brought this up to me about like blue zones in the world. Um, how there's these zones where it's the highest percentage of centennial living. Now I have no intention of living to a hundred, but mm -hmm. I do think that like there are certain things that maybe we could do that like Americanism, like exercising the way we exercise, I think is very aggressive, mm -hmm. right? Like you're seeing more athletes get hurt now than they've ever gotten hurt before. Mm -hmm. it, it just feels like we overdo it. It's like a compulsion. Um, like my mom who I love, she's great athlete, college athlete. What did she, she play? She played basketball. No way. Yeah, Where? She, she's a hooper at Mercy College um, in SUNY New Paltz. Uh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. She was a, a point guard. But like cool. that whole generation never stretched and drank right. water. Right. And now she has like mobility issues. And it's just kind of, that's what I'm noticing now is like we overdo it a little bit. So walking yeah. is like very, it's a light exercise. So one of the things in the blue zone is like um, non-inflammatory workouts. You know, don't mm -hmm. overexert yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, like a 
mostly grain pescatarian diet and it's mm-hmm. proximity to family or like the three that's Italy and red wine that's there's, why Italy is one of the biggest places for spot in Italy yep. uh, somewhere in the Caribbean uh, there's like somewhere in California too strangely not really? far from here yeah and like near San Bernardino wow I know which is where we should all be heading yeah you know Jesus. I don't want to live to 100 though do you I, I would if, if I'm hel- I'm pretty competitive <laughs> I, I would love you know there's a lot of research being done in the anti-aging field right where right. People are considering aging as a disease, and rightfully so for a lot of That's really good reasons. Um, and they're doing a lot of work on what specifically causes your cells to age mm-hmm. and what we can do to either slow that process down or get rid of that process entirely. And we're getting closer to that with like gene editing stuff like CRISPR and all, all right. that. Uh, I would love to live hundreds of years. Yeah. I think I love life. This is so fun. That's cool. But I just don't want to, I don't, I wouldn't want to live restricted for a really long time like if i get to the point it's just an experience right at that point like if you live through like stalinism and then you live through americanism yeah just living through various phases because eventually it's going to get old right yeah eventually it'll get old and then i'll just kill myself but like if i or go crazy (laughs) or go crazy your mind won't be able to but like if if i had the option of uh if somebody said okay brent if you do nothing you will live to 100 and then you'll die in your 100th year Mm -hmm. or you can um you know do a couple of these things and maybe take this medicine or whatever and that 100 years will get stretched to 300 and you'll live it out so that each decade is now 50 years right so like when i'm 50 i feel like i'm 30 i'm still doing everything i want to do when i'm 150 i feel like maybe i'm i'm 50 or 60 years old so so i'm still if that was an option fucking yes it's probably happening isn't it it probably is already. it's absolutely happening i think the first person who's going to live to be 150 is probably alive right now yeah they're probably either a baby or Or a billionaire billionaire. right um a baby billionaire a baby billionaire so i cornered cornered (laughs) the diapers market (laughs) the boss baby sponsored by alec that is so fun the boss baby is such a fun concept i've never even seen the movie but i I never have either about the boss but it seems like such a fun ride i know alec Um, baldwin too you think they're gonna replace him no i think he's gonna come back he's gonna come fine yeah yeah i'm over it i'm over it it's fine it's fine. It, they like they like make a nod to it in the movie. <laughs> oh my god! Like bang bang, <sighs> bang bang, yeah. wink to camera, credits roll. Yeah, I saw the new Ghostbusters and then the new Ghostbusters, um, which is an awful movie. I'm, I'm who's ha- in it? I didn't even know publicly it came trash out. It. It's, uh, they just did a kids version of it, so I, oh. I can't criticize the marketing. Is it a cartoon decision? No, no, no. It's just a very like Stranger Things esque show. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Oh, show, not movie. It's a movie. You know, it's a movie. It's, everything feels. Paul like. Rudd's in it. A show now. Um, Paul Rudd's in it. Uh, Carrie Coon, all the old Ghostbusters came back. God knows Bill how Murray? much they had to pay them. Yeah. How did I not even know this was coming out? And they they marketed it pretty heavily. What's it called? Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Which I believe in. So you're talking about living to 300. I can just see us <laughs> just becoming different beings. Yeah. Or like beaming up. 93% of Yeah, I think R- RT's, like RT's getting a little uh, sketch. What's RT? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh no, that's I don't like Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going on Google users. Oh really? And they yeah, ninety three. That's high. What does Rotten Tomatoes say? Sixty three. You know, Rotten Tomatoes is better than people. Think <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. You know, they get it. They get, they get it. it. They, they know they're what they're doing people. there. <laughs> they write for Vulture. They write for The Atlantic. Oh, uh, dude, they're making a lot of shit movies these days. Are you a movie guy? Yes. I watch maybe up to four movies a week. Okay, so I watch that's a, a movie lot guy. of movies. Yeah, because I don't like TV. TV, I find it. Gets Not a very... big fan. I'm very selective about TV because that's a lot of time yeah. commitment I that watch I got to give in. Out. <laughs> it's 
the only show I watch. It's the only show I watch. Tuesdays at eight on VH1. I could, I do. Also I, streaming I on Paramount Plus. I am dressed as a guy that would watch Wild and You're absolutely dressed like right? you got a Letterman yeah. on your sweater. Like, yo, with a matching what hat. What are you doing at four p.m.? Hey, yo, you hear that new fucking disc? Justina Valentine yeah. just dropped. Come over and let's watch Wild and Out. <laughs> smoke. They got this new fucking white boy. I used to watch. I used to coming home every day. I watch 106 in Park. That was my favorite Me too. show. That's yep. it. That and I'll, TRL. I'll, I love just like live TV shows at 4 p.m. Yeah. That's a great. That was me, I, me and my East buddy. On East Coast time though. So you on East Coast time. Yeah. yeah. Me and my buddy would get home after school in like junior high, seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd watch like Jerry Springer. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes Maury. That's Sacramento, baby. That's Sacktown, dude. That's Sacktown. And That's then Central we'd go Valley. out and blow up trash cans all evening. Really? It was really fun. No, you wouldn't. I swear to God. What's the most. And then we'll get back to movies because I want to talk about movies. What's the best Sacramento movie? Lady Bird, right? Um, it's the only one. No, there's a, a rom com with uh, 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 Tom Hanks, blonde chick, Larry maybe Brown. Matthew McConaughey. No, it's about this woman who's a reporter. But this... oh, I know, I know what it is. The Ugly Truth. Yeah, with Gerard Butler. Yes, the, yeah. Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah. My that old was boss, that was in Sacramento. Ariel Vandenberg is in that movie. Oh, nice. Yes, that's fun. What she's, is she, what's she doing now? Ariel Vandenberg. I think she's hosting that TV show, the um, Love Island. Oh, cool. Right? Yeah. They rent it out in Ireland and they go and they have love. And they do love that. I've never watched a show. No, I mean neither. But it's apparently based on the it's British love. show, right? Yeah, it's it's uh like one of the most popular shows in the world. That and selling sunset. But T V show there's so much T V and it's so time consuming. I know. So I just watch movies. Yes. And I watch a fuck ton of movies. Um and uh, this this trend has emerged in comedy specifically where they don't make comedy movies anymore. They literally I don't know. You know, the last true comedy movie that was made in the sense of Wedding Crashers, 40-Year-Old Virgin, The Hangover. Like 40-Year-Old Men movies. Like, like literally it is. It's a very, they're definitely. Old school, but those were all super bad. These are all movies that were our upbringing. They right. were, I don't see any of that. Well, American I mean, it's, Pie. It's different like, now, right? They're, they're, the projection that Hollywood has is is much more inclusive now. Like you look at Wedding Crashers, right? It's a great movie. I'm, I'm, I don't have any time for the, you know, the PhD philosopher thought like, well, they're seducing women. They're terrible. It's a funny movie. Hilarious it's a movie. Clever movie. Yeah. That's all I need to know about it. Yeah. In hindsight, like, you know, if you're watching that movie and it's like men are just like sleazy and sleeping with people. So now you're getting movies where they're trying, but that's funny because it's human nature. Yeah. Right? Like human beings. And then they learn at the end. There's that. a whole lesson. There's yeah. an arc. They do it's that. not celebrating I that. I know. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, and now today feels like it's like, I watched um, Booksmart, which I liked. I mm-hmm. like Booksmart, but it's a totally, it's, you know, like I was in, I was at a show once and this comedian who I respect, I won't name. He was like, yeah, it's just female, uh, super bad. And I was like, well, that's kind of a callous take, but it's true. I mean, they're really taking old properties and just kind of appealing to what this generation wants now. And that's with yeah. Ghostbusters, that's with everything. And that's just the business side of Hollywood. Like, Yeah, I'm- also the business side of Hollywood is uh, comedy translates the least overseas. Yes. American comedy, Correct. like drama translates better. Action translates yes. better. Rock. Horror translates everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, thriller, mm-hmm. sci-fi, supernatural suspense. All those things translate better to overseas markets than comedy does. So now there's just all these crazy action-packed, 
movies starring Ryan Reynolds right. <laughs> that are just they're pumping Banking them out. Ryan Reynolds yeah. is doing fun. I, I love Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Yeah, he's great. He's the Jim Carrey of this generation, kind of. Which is very funny he because has, he he's has great range. He's got great range, yeah. but it's always that quippy Ryan Reynolds type thing. Mm-hmm. You, but you can put that in so yeah. many different movies. So like everything from Six Underground to Free Guy to Hitman's Bodyguard. Free Guy. Is Free Guy fun? Uh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. it's Ryan Reynolds and Action Packed, it. and it's a cool little concept. Um, That's the comedy now. Comedy has to be cross genre. You know, it has like, to be cross genre. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hitman's Bodyguard, yes. I, in my opinion, was the funniest movie of the past really? two years. Oh, oh I gotta, yeah, I gotta check yeah, yeah. It out. Just the moments and the little comebacks and like quick snippets of comedy uh-huh. were fucking hilarious. Well, what kind of movies do you watch week to week? Are you watching things that are coming out now? I are love you like a Criterion um, Channel guy. No, I, I actually don't like watching old movies very much. Okay. Uh, the pacing is a little too slow yeah. for me. Just my style is a little more fast and upbeat. Right. Um, Uncut Gems guy. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. That's Uncut Gems. Yeah. So it's great. phenomenal. Dude, I love that yeah. movie. Yeah. Or like uh, Out of Time. What? No. Get it. Get, get Out of Time. Get Out of Time. <laughs> no. It was um, Good Time oh, with Robert good Pattinson. Time. Yeah. yeah. The Safety Brothers. Sa- same guys. Yeah. yeah. So like I, I watch a lot of that. I also love sci-fi because mm-hmm. I really want to write kind of like a sci-fi yeah. comedy mu- movie at some point mm-hmm. uh, with like parallel universe type stuff. So yeah. I watch a lot of stuff like Midnight Special or... Um, uh, 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 I mean, obviously, Interstellar and anything Christopher Nolan makes. Uh, Dennis Villanueva, love all his stuff. His stuff is paced slow. Yeah. You know, Arrival and Sicario. Yeah. Beautiful um, cinematography in his stuff. Great cinematography. Really, like the way he, he really translates. Like, I'd love to, you know, it's people love realism now. Yeah. Like, it's bizarre because you go back and you watch old movies and camp is so popular. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like, this is funny. And that actually kind of ages well. Like, I... Um, one of the most fun experiences I had watching a movie recently was Cats, right? Like I'm. I'm oh in, yeah, I'm I saw a, that in theaters. I'm in a phase now where I'm kind of enjoying bad movies. Oh, funny. Because one, there's more of them, right? There's yeah. Only there's a finite and like yeah, okay, I could go watch every foreign film and be that guy. Like, did you see The Wolf in the Window? Right. The Polish <laughs> film from 2013, yeah, starring yeah. Stefan Stefano. It's, it's like no, I missed it. You know, I missed yeah. it. I was too busy watching you know Wheel of Fortune. Like, right. You know, right. 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 Americanism is. My, I love it. Leave yeah. it alone. Um, with that being said, I do watch a bunch of foreign films, but it, it's very fun to watch bad movies sometimes, especially with people that love movies. Mm-hmm. And Cats is one of these movies where I see it being a thing similar to, um, oh, what's the disaster? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, right. We're okay. going, you know, we're like 40 years old. Yeah. We're like, dude, they're playing Cats down at the local theater tonight. Let's we get gotta go. hammered like, and go. So, there's so yeah, many yeah, scenes yeah. where. Like Idris Elba just like has this crazy catchphrase out of nowhere where he goes meow. Dude and, like, hasn't done that the whole movie. No. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a phenomenal. Yeah. It's it really is like a surreal, bizarre movie. And then Jennifer Hudson performance at the end is like a tearjerker. Yep. So you go through this wild piece of garbage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. feeling very strange. just wondering how it got to the screen. But then I think to myself, what would you feel like if you were in Cats? Yeah. In like if I was a fourteen year old boy. And you put me in the middle of Cats in Broadway, New York City. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> right? And like the movie makes me feel that way. Yeah. So I guess that captures it to some degree. I don't think there's any way the movie could have been good. I, I just don't. Which makes it, which just you know? in itself kind of is like, and there's like really weird dimensions. I don't know if you've heard this about Cats where mm-hmm. there's like, there's these strange dimensions where like the cat will be just as big as like the chair. Oh and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I remember that. It'll yeah. be like small and on yeah. the floor. Yeah. Um, which is just a trippy, weird movie. Like I actually think it, it it's sometimes you just backdoor into a stupid bad masterpiece. Yeah. And that happens. Like <laughs> yeah. like when the thing came out, which is totally different. When the thing came out, um, 
everyone was like, John Carpenter sucks. Like, yeah. this is the worst movie we've ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's having an alien blow through dogs. Like, it's crazy. It's surreal. And then 40 years later, you're like, this is one of the best movies ever. Yeah. Like, we don't know, right? right we live right, in the moment right. all the time, which is like, there's so many movies. The reason I like watching old movies is because you realize how um, quick this relative fame and, and, and placement here in Hollywood can dissipate. Yeah. There's so many actors from the nineties and you're like, yeah, I dude. remember them. And it's like, where do they live now? Like, Oh yeah, they got to play some Palm Springs. They don't right. know, you know what I mean? Like you, they're doing you real so estate now worked up yeah. with, with what we're doing right now. That's that I always like to look at what the comparables were in the past. Yeah. That's you know? cool. And it, it, it helps ground me here. I think it helps focus. I think it helps make takes. Sometimes you got to take the romance out of stuff to make it good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when you see the sketch, you see the fun, exciting stuff, right? So like with Sunday Morning Digital, it's like we just had a sketch come out with Jack Pensinger. Like that was a Sunday. It was a cold Sunday in New York. You know, we were working our ass off. It was raining. We were outside. It was it was work. Yep. And then the sketch comes out and you have that cathartic thing. And then it's like, okay, it's it's kind of gone now. Yeah. Right? And you just kind of keep bruising and cruising until something yeah. pops. And then yeah. that's the fun part of it. Yeah. You know? But it's, it's definitely like there's no romance anymore to this game. No, you got to take it out. Uh, or you, at, at the very least, you have to not expect it. Yes. Because as soon as you start expecting some big, yeah. sexy, romantic right. like push, good luck in this town. Yeah, dude, yeah. you're fucked. You're fucked. Get the hell out of yeah, here. There's, there's no, this town will kick you out. People. Like, uh, you know, sorority girl, junior year, right. and make you walk your ass home. Sorority or a sorority guy, fraternity I was a guy, fraternity in college. I was a fraternity guy. Were you a fraternity guy? I was. I, I'm very invested in whatever I get involved with. So yeah. I was like the active. Like I ran for like student government in college. Like I was kind of dweebish. Mm-hmm. Um, played a lot of basketball. You what know. what frat were you in? I was a Phi Delta Phi Delta Theta. Is that a um? Th- is that known for anything? Is uh, that is that the, your little sign? No, no. I never joined like, a frat, but uh, you played hoops. I hoops. That, that's got and that brotherhood. U- UC, San, UC Santa Barbara just was a giant frat, anyways. Yeah, it was. Um, it is, and that's actually where I started doing like film stuff. That's yeah. how I first got started. We were walking down uh the main party strip at like 1 a.m and I, in the distance i saw these big lights and like mm-hmm. c-stands i didn't know what they were at the time and we walked over there and this dude cruised up to me on a skateboard uh and he was like shirtless kind of ripped good looking dude and he cruised up to me at college age cruised up and he's like hey what are you guys doing here and i was <laughs> like what he's like you're not allowed to be here bro and he flicked the skateboard up to, into his hand. And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he was like, no, nah, I'm just kidding, man. I'm, I'm going to jump back in there. And it turns out he was a star of the movie. He was oh, really? he was an actor. Like he had just been acting. That was my first experience with acting. Oh my God. Is when this dude, and I was like, what the fuck? Right. What just happened? Right. And we walk in, security the guard is like. That yeah. from reality. Yeah, yeah. Like I had just got, he like, I mean, he was obviously messing around, but like. It, it it's trauma yeah i mean it <laughs> yeah. took me into a different place i was like right. fuck did i just messed am i gonna get in a yeah. fight right it's now like what's when you happening see a crime being committed like you've yeah. been in a store and you see someone rob it like you're kind of it like, breaks your brain a little yeah, bit yeah there's like like i like you get like a little like it's i feel like i go out this way that's yeah. the only way i can describe it that's a very poor way to describe it, but i'm just no it's like, like a br- detached it's yeah like, oh, yeah no, yeah you know that this is real life right. happening right now right. this is a clip online that i'm watching i'm a joke you yeah, know, like for Christ's sake. I, I mean, have, you're wearing sunglasses, I'm which having, is pretty cool. I'm wearing sunglasses. I'm petting my dog. I'm yeah. as comfortable as can be. 
right? Which is <laughs> part of cozy. performing because when yeah. you're comfortable, you can be honest and vulnerable, you right. know? Right. Um, but I've leaned in. I'm an LA guy now. What That's do you want true. me to say? Yeah. It got me six years in. Yeah. And I like it. I like it out here. I like it too. Yeah. I mean, we're not leaving. You're not going to Austin. I'm not going to Austin. No. So I, we, we cruise up and the security guard is like, oh, they're shooting a movie in there. Uh, and uh, so we walk over and the director comes out and says, yo, we need more extras for the scene. Do you guys want to do it? And I didn't know who it was at the time. And we walk in, we're in the party scene, like in the background, drinking, whatever. And, and then the director says, uh, okay, we need one person to pretend to vomit in the background. <laughs> and I was like, me, I'll do it. Yeah. And I'd never been on camera, never done any, like just kind of video, not even videos yet. I hadn't even started doing videos. Mm-hmm. And the props team comes over and gives me a um, solo cup with a bunch of pink colored oatmeal. Mm-hmm. To have me hold it in my mouth and then puke on cue, which I did, and it made the movie. I want And movie the movie is, is called Rites of Passage, okay. written and directed by Peter Eiliff, who wrote Point Break. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. And is a UC this. Santa Barbara alum. So he came back to shoot this movie in the town that he loves, and um, it's got a lot of like influences from the surrounding area and the right. Native American tribes that live there. And I want to watch it. It was, it's, you know, it's a B thriller movie. Where can I get it. Probably. Yeah, that's okay. I like those movies because that's what I want to do. They're fun. So those like, are fun. They're, well, they're also more like approachable, right? Like I yes. watch a big budget movie and I'm like, I don't know how the fuck to do this. Yeah. But then when you watch, you know, like a you know low budget film, you're like, okay, where those locations are, you know, you're trying to yeah. you're trying to like as a producer, you're trying to block you 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 basically just like pull it apart and see where things work. Yeah, you're trying to line produce um, it as you watch it. But back to your acting, I think you should act. Thanks, man. Everyone says that about you too. But that's the <laughs> for word. sure. Yeah, you have, you can. Like, you know, you can. Do you take? Have you gone to acting class? Are you being serious? I mean, are you joking? Serious. No, like I think you really have. Oh, thanks. You, be, you have an intensity to you as a performer. Thanks, man. That I think I don't know what it is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be an insult, but like, it, you're very funny comedy. But like, I think there's much more. Like, I would I, love I think you've to got act. Some I, I really too. enjoy it. You know, my dream kind of role is either the joker or the riddler yeah uh, what are you in comedy <laughs> right right but you know like uh, that's really fun to why be at the acting your, why are those your dream characters um because they each have this uh sense of being so violently broken and torn apart mm-hmm. that in order to overcome it they put on this whole facade of joy right you know like the clown yeah right they're both kind of clownish Right. Uh, the Joker is they literally, hide, literally they a clown. Hide they hide behind this like almost uh, joy-inspired facade. Right. Like if you think of what a clown looks like or the Riddler, how he's like a goofy. He's always asking questions right. and like framing things as yeah. fun phrases. Um, and that hides a really deep, violent brokenness. Yeah. And I fucking love that dichotomy, that, that back and forth, that those two very intense. Right emotions play and how you can hide you know heart so like even mental illness further behind. Like, I want yeah to i mean i'm so mentally broken already that right. i just think it would be such a great fit um how have you done any like shorts or drama like have you done is all your stuff purely comedy like have you well taken that, that you know the because it's scary it's very scary yeah I, like, I did one short i did one and, short you know, film where i played a cop and it was a drama role okay. and i think i did pretty good yeah. it, was, it was very subtle and yeah. and and you know I'll send it to you and I would I'll love to it. get notes. Let's put it on the, uh, uh, I, don't have, I don't know. You anything. know, but the, the other stuff that I've done drama wise, you know, comedy is drama. It's rooted it in is. drama, right? Is, That's yeah. why so many comedians can do dramatic drama. Acting. Robin yeah. Williams, Jim Carrey, both phenomenal dramatic right. actors. So Adam Ray. Adam Ray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, something like in that world, um, would be, uh, did you ever see my Joker 
video. Yes, yes, yes. Like when she friend zones you yeah. or whatever. So that's I I never delivered a joke in that ever. Right. It was complete drama. It was all physical and emotional expression. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I did good in that. And then I got one coming out next week called White Elephant where. It's a guy who like just didn't understand the rules to a white elephant party, <laughs> and it's kind of Tim Robinson esque, okay, but yeah. he gets very That's fucking fun. upset, and he just so like things like that in comedy sketches I've done, right? And that's kind of the extent of the drama that I've done. Well, but it's it's not always like clowny stuff. It feels like to be like the white male in comedy now. It, it feels like there is like the Tim Robinson like what he expresses. I think is is a uh, like very impulsive mm-hmm. uncle anger right like yeah. every character I, like i have a i come from a huge family like a huge irish family um you know in every character i feel like i relate to or i've i've seen it at a, at a family party before mm-hmm. you know and it, it there's there's kind of like this thing now where it's like this frustration and this anger and it's like how to placate that in comedy is it because his characters are angry yeah right like he's he's always doing huge act outs yeah um and the second season is incredible because one you had covid and two, like you can tell that it was hemorrhaged by COVID. Like there's, they're shooting in the same locations mm-hmm. constantly, like offices, et cetera. And like, yeah, it's diners. all just act outs by him. But like, he's so clever with his choices yeah. and just, and how manic rage, like it makes it much more approachable mm-hmm. because I like growing up, if I big Irish family, a lot of anger, I've seen a lot of, yeah. I've seen a lot of big Italian family. I've, same thing. Yeah. yeah. I've got some, there's some Italian in there too. The bloodline's been, there's some Irish in mine. Yeah. We're muddy. We're all, we're muddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're just white now. Right. You know, that's really <laughs> why. Dude, my mom and, and, uh, well, I guess more my grandparents, they didn't grow up white. Right. No, my parents did Like either. they grew up getting, yeah. you know, racists. Yeah. Being, being called racial, racial slurs Italians toward Italians. Are getting a little, uh, people are getting a little chippy with the Italians. You These know? days? I think so. They are. I think there's a little... You know, because Italians will speak their minds. Yeah. And we're in an age where that's a, that's a dangerous that's thing. That's true. There's so a lot you of got pride. A lot of, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Italians that are that are like, hey, man, fuck it. I don't like the... We don't, uh, don't want to yeah, fucking do this. I don't like you know? the whole, like, uh, you know, like, it, you know, first off, the Cuomo's are terrible people. Don't get me wrong. But like, you don't have to go after their heritage because they're terrible people. Who's Are they? Are people going after I their feel, heritage? I feel like they're always like, ah, Gabagool, you stupid fucking Italian. Really? Like, yeah, that's the, Who's saying that? Fox? Tucker? I see. Everyone. everyone. It just <laughs> yeah. feels like that's the the trend. Is, is It's been very like personal. Well, it's like easy to hit on. It's safe. A, it's safe. It's well, safe it's safe to, go after to hit. Until they fucking whack you, you know? Yeah, but, but on a, uh, it, it, it feels safe to insult a race that looks white yes that's why there's been so much asian hate yes right and that's why that's because it's been like um which is unfortunate and i don't agree with it but i'm just saying what i've seen is like i don't agree with asian hate i am anti-asian hate thank you uh but you know it's because it's become so regular kind of in culture and mainstream media to do the whole asian accent or like yeah you know the asian mannerisms or whatever uh, sim- similar to Italians. No, it's uh, they got a really aggressive Asian character. Uh, like John Michael Higgins really does the voice. That's and the H- Higgins son. Uh, Steve Higgins no, no, son. No, 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 no. That's a that's the different Higgins. Guy. This is John Michael Higgins. Is a he's been um he's in like Best in Show. He's a great character actor. Um, yeah. You know, in the pocket, just a picture up of him. Like, sure, sure, he's, sure. Uh, but he does this really aggressive racist act out. And I think like what PTA, I'm going to be the guy to defend him. But he's, he, apparently what he's saying is like that used to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we have this, you know, you have all these cultures clashing. Right. And I think that what happens is it can be very um, personal and like brutal. And like you can internalize things in a way now that I think people internalize them so unhealthy. Like you'll see a Twitter thread and just 
awful things are being said left and right of, yeah. of about about people about like and just upsetting ways of thought yeah right like really nihilistic and it, it can affect you it can plague you right but then like that doesn't represent what i see outside ever you mm-hmm. know because what i see still is a lot of positivity you know i think humans are generally kind to one another um but this online phase now is really unmasked a lot and it's caused a lot of insecurity mm-hmm. you know and there's a lot of mistrust but i don't feel and then there's also how we act you know it's it's are we gonna let fear get in the way of things you know like i don't like i have friends that will be you know hesitant to come to la yeah from kentucky see and, a lot of people yeah. do let fear get in the way but yeah. they don't even know that it's fear and then when right. you tell them it is they're like no i'm not scared i'm right. just being i'm just being safe i'm just being this yes. and it's so they're so locked beneath this weight of fear that right. they don't even know that that's right. what it is it's like a false comfort too Right. Yeah, and it gives people like we're we're at a time now where people um can have a moral high ground immediately just by putting you down for not being as scared as they are. Yes. And, but they don't yes. they frame it in a way that's like, "No, I'm being safe and caring for my fellow humans and you're a piece of shit." Right. But no, dude, it that's objectively not what's happening a lot of the times. You're being scared. Yes. And that's making you shut other people down for their beliefs. Talk about uh, what's so clearly comedy and make it try to seem like an attack or put somebody down for a different opinion right. that you have. Um, and that's all fear-based. That's all fear-based stuff. All of it. I, I think like, so we go back to the Tim Robinson character and these characters of vulnerability. Like I, I don't see the raging, angry Trump supporter man. And and I have the, the privilege perhaps to see it like this, but if I have it, I'm going to use it. Like I don't, I, people see that as an attack. Whereas I see that as like a, a broken, you know, like a coyote with a broken leg. What are you talking? What is this? Just kind of like the anger, the, you know, like the characters they play, right? Uh, are, that Tim plays specifically? Yes. Yeah. Kind of are, they have this kind of like uncle energy. Guys, we're talking about I Think You Should Leave, I think you the should sketch leave. comedy show yes. on Netflix uh, created by Tim Robinson, yes. who is fucking hilarious. Yes. Okay. But but the the characters kind of they play and like a lot of that humor now for like, we were talking about what, what our 20s were. It was, you know, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. And those movies. Those titty movies. Those titty movies kind of. There's like, never going to be another titty movie. Probably not. <gasps> Unless it's from like, you know, some feminist Dude, standpoint. Which they're Wow. Be. What? You're gonna you know what I mean? Movies? Yeah. Titty movies were cool. I'm going to miss the titties. You know what I'm talking about when I say titty movies? I can't see titties anymore because <laughs> they're not in the movies. How am I going to see titties? If where, am I, in, where are we going to see titty movies? I go to my jack-off theater on, on, on Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> there is one. There's a jack-off theater. It's called... um. What the fuck's it called? It's got some name. Um, Studs. Nice. Yeah, I used to live by there in West. But anyways, our twenties. Yeah. Studs. 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 This is an ad for studs. <laughs> Welcome back to the Brent Bella podcast. Podcast brought to you by Studs. Studs. Gentlemen's jerk off theater. Gentlemen's lounge. Gentlemen's lounge slash jerk off theater. Is it open? We don't know. Right. Uh, my point being is that I don't see ang- color. Angry. I don't see color. <laughs> I don't see angry men that are lonely in their sixties and seventies. Um, as a threat, I see them as kind of like injured, right? Yeah. Like, that's how I kind of see them. It's it, I see it as like there's a lot of anger that's rooted in fear that's just not reality. And yeah. it's, it's pumped to them from TV, from their friends. Like it becomes a talking point. It becomes a community. Mm-hmm. Like I have a lot of aunts and uncles who are lonely. They're in their late 60s. They, you know, their groups are small mm-hmm. and they throw on the news every day and that's their community. Right. And they just, it's all they can talk about. It consumes them. They go on Facebook, they get this aggressive and like, it's a whole, and I don't think we're going to be that way as we age. 
No, um, because no. we have a little bit more literacy in social media. Yeah. Um, I think generationally we're a lot more uniformed. Yeah. Um, there's going to be obviously some differences. Like you're going to see what the new Republicans kind of look like in this generation mm-hmm. versus what they were before. Yeah. Right. Because eventually the left is just going to push everyone. You know, they're just going to become so insufferable that it's just going to cause people to say, Fuck I know. Off, yeah. Know? Yeah. And they, Especially they if they keep that. winning. They if don't they keep winning, it. for sure. But they shoot. That's that's the great Aaron Sorkin line. It's like, if Democrats are so fucking smart, how come they lose all the goddamn time? And right. it's because they can't focus on one thing. Yeah. It's just got to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, Biden, everyone hates Biden. He's, Which mean, is really cool. Turn this into a politics podcast. But like, no, that's usually how it goes. Everyone, every, <laughs> But everyone hates Biden. And I'm like, well, he's very vanilla, but he just got like a nice, boring, democratic infrastructure bill passed. Yeah. Which is, is by the way... That's what government is. Like, we want it to be this yeah. sexy affair. The truth is, it's not. It's not, Like, the dude. Finland prime minister, that's a good representative, I think, of who should be in government. Oh, 100%. Energetic, the chick, 36 years old, people. just yeah. went out to the club, missed a text that said she needs to quarantine. Right. Fuck it, dude. Right. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm my human, God. Right? But we have these old people now. It's it's about power. It's about these egos. Like, you know, I it, it just feels to me that it's it's become this you know, like throne where it's like, this person should be next. This person should be. That's exactly what it is. And And they want to make sure that it keeps getting passed down to the right people in their perspective and not to the people that America wants, which is, is, you know, it's going to change, I think, um, over time, but it's scary. No, it's going to turn into a, uh, you know, an authoritarian dictatorship. I I don't think there's any other way. We we get scared, but but I don't know. Dude, we've, we've battled a lot. We've battled a lot, but with, I listened to a lot of uh, that dude, Tristan Harris. Tristan Thompson. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> the basketball player. Did you ever watch the, the Social Dilemma? With Tristan Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Where he just keeps impregnating trainers. Yeah, that's like, it. That's, that's all dilemma. it is. And that's yeah. his dilemma. Yeah. And he can't figure out how I'd to tell people. i uh, Social Dilemma <laughs> is a documentary by this dude who used to work for, Facebook, I'm going to fuck it up, right? Facebook yeah. or Google or something. I, know, I have seen it, yeah. I'm familiar with it. They that. just went on Joe Rogan's podcast. That's Drink 2 for the first mention of Joe Rogan on oh, this podcast. A, is that a Brent Pella podcast that's a, thing? That's a bit I do. That's good. Yeah, every time yeah. I mention Rogan, I tell people to drink. Um, drink. <laughs> and they, they just, he was with his boy on Rogan, and they were talking about where we're moving as a culture, wielding this godlike power of social media. It is godlike because it can incept thoughts into people's brains very fucking easily yeah, sure. and sway yeah. the democratic movement. It's a uh, scripture, and, right? right? I mean, it's, it's, and so it's a godlike power and we have zero godlike ability to handle it. Like we don't have, we don't have as a society the, as a, just on an individual basis or a societal basis. We don't have the, how did they put it? Like the, um, we don't have the compassion, the experience or like the mental, uh, structure yeah. based on, um, based on our, human beings. yeah, yes, human beings yes. don't have godlike abilities to wield godlike power. So it's, it's slowly creating this massive fucking divide. And the only answer, it, it goes Give one it of out, two ways. Right? Yeah. It, the, it's either one, we devolve into chaos. Uh, cause we're never going to give it up. That's not What's this? Social, an option. Just the internet and everything. Uh, Our social media specifically the way that the way everything yeah. works to just make you brains. more and yes. more mad. I agree. Um, it's either going to devolve into chaos and, and civil war, even if it's not out it, in the street it, shooting people, it, it, it could, already, it, it could, you we, could argue it's, begun. or, you could argue it's or begun. the yeah. way to really wrap it up and regulate it is for the government to step in and control everything. Right. But that's authoritarian. Right. And that comes with everything from the passport system being set up to the social, social, uh, 
the social right. what's that shit called? What are these? The social, social report card type. That, yeah. Social score thing. Yeah. yeah, we have it. It's called Uber. Is right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is your overrating? So they and they were talking about trying to find this third way, but they weren't really landing on anything, which terrified me. Right. Because then, well, the whole, and these are really smart fucking the, dudes the, that are in the thick of it. Third way to me seems like it's it's the free market, right? So we talk about what the phone does, right? The phone was well, just brick and mortar. It like the phone was invented to make communication easier. Yeah. Right. And it evolved into making the medium in which we can use it easier. So then it evolved basically in a conferred with the computer which is we now have computers we have we're connected to this thing all the time yeah. right so the the compulsiveness of it i think is a problem right but yeah. we compulsively smoke cigarettes we compulsively overeat we we compulsively jerk off we do that's not uncommon to the human condition mm-hmm. um the the thing about it is what it can make in us right so it's anger right so that's that's like people love twitter they love to get angry but if the market looks at it and says okay well this is the problem then the solution may be things like, how can the phone make our lives better? So I track my steps, right? You know, we go back to the data. I track my steps. I look at how much time I'm using my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, am I connecting with my parents more? Am I expanding that blue zone potential, right? Like, it's how we use it that is going to have to be ultimately how we sustain. You know, I have an app on my phone that, um, you know, helps me meditate. I yeah. have an app on my phone that helps me not watch porn. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't watch porn. I, I don't watch porn, porn either. Dude, porn is it, it? It's one of the. I have porn star friends, I'm, but I'm, I don't. I'm, really no, watch listen, porn. I'm I'm pro porn. I'm very liberal. For me personally, what I, I it's just not healthy. Yeah. Um. You know, I drink. I drink yeah. I drink a lot. Yeah. I, I got problems. <laughs> I smoke weed constantly. Oh, do you like, really? You can only have you can only have x amount of vices. Right. Right. right so it's right. like I'm in a I eat a lot of ice cream. Yeah. I was a kid that walked around and you know would poke people during uh, nap time. Yeah. You know. So. So, but you're wrong. but you're talking about taking it taking it on as an individual responsibility one at a time to start managing well, survival. Our, but how, how the the big question comes when you try to do that. Versus a trillion dollar company who is actively working to keep your attention and grow your attention. Right. Because they're working on the attention economy. You are the product. Your attention yes. is the product. Right. If they can. They own me. Yeah. Apple, Apple owns me. So, like, it's going to take a pretty big fucking movement to get people on board with that when it's so easy to just dive into Facebook for 20 minutes, four times a day. Yeah. And get and that's yeah. all it really takes. Yeah. Um. So I don't know where that's going, but well, it's, you know, it's, it's where it's going, right? It so is where it's, it's going. Where it's going and where you know you think about like this. Something that's been interesting to me is I I always was a futurist growing up. Yeah. Like I was always, you know, this technology focused. And then you look at people that like kind of that are that have remained more traditional, mm-hmm. right? And you see the positive side of that of like existence, right? Because you can detach from all this if yeah. you really wanted to. Yeah. You could. And there's like that weird freedom we have. Which is like you could just give up being Brent Pella, you could move to the desert, and mm-hmm. you could have a home, you mm-hmm. know, and you could you could you could just farm, you could do whatever yeah. you want, right? And we do have that ability. So there's a lot of fear over this thing, but it's. Uh, do you know Jacqueline Novak? She does. Um, get yeah, on your knees. It's an incredible show. She's a stand-up, right? She's a stand, a New York-based stand-up. Yeah. And she does this bit about she, the whole thing is about the art of the blowjob, and she Funny. talks about the blowjob, and she's she talks about how. Uh, you know, like uh, you like guys want women to choke on the dick, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, you could never really be choking because it's not attached to you. You know. Like, yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. Attach. Yeah. And that's the phone. It's like it's a dick we're choking on that eventually we can <laughs> step. We can just step away from. Right? I think we can, and, but, we, we, but will we? But, but listen, you, we, this country has addiction issues, yeah. right? Clearly, so it's like you look at what's going to help that. You know, mm-hmm. to me, it is a little bit of Westernism. It is a little California. You know, instead of 
opioids in the Midwest, you mm-hmm. know, you're doing yoga, right? Like the way we val- like you think of Ohio, right? Highest yeah. opioid addictions in the country. Yeah. Um, what does the state value more in high school out of a man than anything? Football. Football, right? Like we 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 knew it right away. Yeah. You know, it, it's 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 this kind of culture that we're moving away from, and there's a lot of fear because it leaves people behind. It makes people feel inferior. You know, like when you bring new people up, everyone's like, what the fuck? You know, you you also expose their flaws. Yeah. You know, like you got to learn now about certain things about these new, you know, like we didn't know anything. Gay people weren't around 50 years ago. Isn't that crazy? 50 years. Our parents' lifetime. Yeah. And that'll probably be trans in our lifetime to some degree. Yeah. Um, And you can't fight it because it's it, it ultimately it doesn't fucking piss you off. Right. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't affect you. It's it's just it's something that can keep your mind occupied during this nonsensical existence. Yeah. Right. And that's why I love comedy because we just fill time. We really do. And we're, and we're creative and we talk about, yeah, we talk about what's going on and try to make it into, you know, something that you can laugh at. You can put love into things too, like putting love into a dog, putting love into yourself, you know? And I I think that we, we panic a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully weed gets legalized or CBD gets legalized. Well, I think everybody should do mushrooms. I think, do you do mushrooms? I do. You do? How Mm -hmm. often? Um, I microdose, I'm not really on a schedule, but I'll just kind of like by, uh, by connect energy. with yeah. my body and figure out you, what I need. Yeah. Uh, once in a while, I'll do like maybe once a year, I'll just go away for a weekend and not tell anybody and turn my Good phone off you. and do a bunch of mushrooms. Do you really? You've done yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that in Santa Barbara last year. Oh my um, God. You tent or you stay in a hotel? What do you do? I stay in a hotel. Uh, I would tent, but it's just, you know, Interesting. hotels right. are nice. And then I go out, my whole trip is during the day and then I'll go back to the hotel and like right at night. And, really? And yeah. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. For so you, I did that man. last That's year. Incredible. Um, but I microdose, uh, and I'm, I've gotten really open about this yeah. because I want to get rid of the stigma around it because yeah. it's, it shouldn't be stigmatized if fast. you're, if you're, yeah. um, if you're incorporating it as a medicine and you're treating it yes, as a medicine and you're approaching it with the right amount of knowledge that you can gain before the experience yeah. then you're coming at it with the right intentions yeah, it's course. all about your intention I mean, but that's most things in life you know? yeah yeah um so i'll do you know i there are little caps uh, well i should, probably shouldn't show it on camera <laughs> but <laughs> uh it's uh maybe twice a week and that's then like a couple you. weeks off in the morning or in the right around now Oh. You know, maybe 11 a.m. Yeah. Um, and it's two in the afternoon. It's two in the afternoon. <laughs> I'll probably take one when you we're probably, done with did this. You take some, yeah. No, I will when we're done with this, though. Probably because it's Friday night. Yeah. And, you know, I plan on I taking. Just want to look out at the sunset some tonight too. It's yeah, I uh, I have a psychiatrist. Excuse me. Who nice. specializes in? I've been going to therapy my whole life. Yeah. Cool. First grade. Um, wow. Nice. Yeah, I, I think I've come a long way, um, which is hard to accept because it's like, you wish you were just the stud. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wish I was just cool and easy. And, yeah. and that person for the last 27, but I wasn't, Yeah, you know, and now I'm comfortable with who I am finally, you Good. know, and that's, it, it's a weird thing to admit and say and be comfortable with. Part of that is psychiatrist who specializes in kids with ADHD. Mm-hmm. The research he does at UCLA now is focused on uh, psychedelics and how it can treat ADHD. Nice. And I started microdosing. It is changed my life. Yeah. Um, but awesome. I, I do like, again, you know, the first time you drink, the first time you smoke weed, like, you got to recognize what it could be. Yeah. You know, like that's something too with alcohol is like you, when you get drunk, you recognize the negatives, right? Yeah. Like you totally lose control. When yeah. You, yeah when yeah. you do any drug, yeah. you reckon you like, that's the Catholic guilt in me, which is like, <laughs> what's the worst this can go. Right. 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 And right. I do see with psychedelics sometimes it's like, there's a detachment that it's hard to come back from. Right. Like it, it sometimes it makes me a little numb uh, on feeling about things. Interesting. And, and I think it does center me. Like it, it levels my emotions out, but I do fear that, 
Like, well, well, is it a numbness or is it like an equanimity where you're not? Ooh, do you know that word? Yeah, I do, equanimity. <laughs> so do, is it a numbness where you're literally not feeling and it's more nihilistic or is it an equanimity where you feel no, balanced? No, it's peace. It's balance. It's, yeah. much, it's, ba- it's always happiness, right? Because I think I'm naturally depressed. Yeah. So when that uh, dopamine and serotonin rise, I think mm-hmm. it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a matter of like coming back down. Like I've never done Molly. I stay away from anything that really enhances my... Um, like dopamine levels to where it has a violent come down because I don't mm. like that. Like okay. I try, you know, cocaine, the two day hangover will kill you. Cocaine's awful. It's awful. If, but if you get the right type of MDMA, I think people say, well, they, I know a lot of professional folks that use that in a, in a medicinal sense. I know a yeah. lot of folks that use ketamine and a medicinal. Have medicinal you ever sense. done like I've a done ketamine, ketamine therapy yeah. type I, I thing? Ketamine, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, in what setting? In a total, party, party a, setting? A guy that looked like J.P. Sears in, in uh, Oh, really? In, in Canada. Yeah. Nice. Just a big redhead guy, the Canadian, that's like, you want to do some K? Because <laughs> Canadians are nuts. Canadians are they really? tons of drugs. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I had no idea. Canadians are very big partiers. Um, they're very jolly. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're interesting folk. I yeah. like the Canadians. I like our friends up north. Right on. Um, have you ever watched like uh, Letter Kenny or any of those like Mm-mm. Trailer Park Boys? I, I know, I know. They have a fascinating sense of humor. Too. Yeah. Um, and all the Canadian comedians we work with with SMD are great. Steph Tollive. Oh, she's so she's funny, so dude. Funny, right? She's so funny. Have you had her on? Uh, she was on my Santa Barbara show, but yeah. I haven't had her on the pod she'd, yet. No. She'd be a funny guest. Yeah, she's awesome. I'm just talking she's to really people. Funny. That's all I'm doing. Because I'm yeah. in the scene. You know? <laughs> I'm on the ground. You are the scene. You're in the scene. I'm not the scene. I just but watch. you're in the scene. I watch. You're I very connected. Well with comedians, but you're so connected. Not connected. I just, right? I just feel that I, I think you are. I keep my ear to the ground. I'm clever. That's you know? that's. Yeah, but then there's the side of sure. me that's like, I wish I could just focus more on performing. Yeah. Because I do value stand up and being mm-hmm. a stand up, and I think I I've had nights when I'm like, I think I could do this. And yeah. Be good at it. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's just hard, right? I mean, it is. It's hard to do it here. It's hard to get the stage time. Um, I have like an ADHD mind, so it's like it's very hard for me to sit down and write. Like sketches, the way I typically write our sketches will be, I will come up with an idea just riffing mm-hmm. and it'll hook with me mm-hmm. and I will watch it in my head for days, mm-hmm. you know, like keep watching it, keep watching it, find something like I'll be laying in bed, watching it in my sleep to a point where it just, this is in my brain shot for shot. Yeah. And then when I sit down to actually write it three to five minutes. Yeah. Um, nice. And then, and then I'll send it off to like two or three people. They'll like fix some grammar edits that I did. Punch kind of it up where and they then can. It's there. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and that's the process. And I, and I find that like folks that sit down and force themselves to write, like a lot of times it's function versus like creativity, Yeah, which is, which matters. It's half the battle. Mm-hmm. Like you can be the most creative person in the world, but if you don't have the ethic, you've got no chance. Yeah. You know? And yeah. now what I'm learning is I, I actually value my creativity. I think I'm funny. It's just learning how to put the, the work in, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. the scary part Yeah, because that's the part you have to let go of your ego. Yep. You know, you have to grind. Yep. You have to force yourself to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's growth too, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I'm at the age now where I feel, uh, things that used to be fun are no longer fun. And things that used to not be fun are fun. Like I, uh, you know, I go into bars with my friends used to be fun. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, bars suck. It's this fucking bars suck birthday. Now. Yeah. yeah. When I'm too tall, you know, yeah. I'm just going to stand out and fucking silver. Lake yeah. Bar. yeah. <laughs> Everyone in their God. You know, what's fun for me now film. as I get older is learning yeah. about things that I hated learning about in high school. I know. History. And like theoretical physics and astrology yeah. are super interesting to me I now. I like astrology And I, too. I fall into rabbit holes every night because I'll do, I'll be in here from like 8 a.m. to 9 yeah. p.m. And then I have a hard shutoff time for my computer. That sounds unhealthy. It's yeah. very unhealthy. But you know, as soon as that computer closes, I, I, I 
jump i either watch a movie or i jump into a rabbit hole or i read a lot but i watch a lot i've been doing a lot of um what's been lately uh i did some like crusade type history stuff genghis genghis khan type videos and then there's also this channel called after school s-k-o-o-l okay and they do these really cool visual uh illustrated videos with the audio of like a great mind giving a lecture. So Ooh, like a right. five minute clip from an Alan Watts or Eckhart Tolle thing. Uh, they got some Rogan on there. That's drink three for the second mention of Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, some Chappelle um, I like audio. Joe when I like Joe and I don't when I don't. I make, like his does, guests. Does that make sense? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Guests, his guests are great. And when he's on, he's on. I think the criticism towards him is, again, it's very audience based. Yeah. Right? So like a lot of people are leveraging their distrust or their dislike to the audience of the performer. Right. Versus the performer, maybe themselves. Right. Um, you know, like you can, like SNL took a shot at Joe Rogan and it missed pretty hard. Oh God, it was bad, Heidecker, dude. Heidecker did the best one and that was good. And well, second, he's done the second best Joe Rogan. Who's, oh, excuse me. Brent Pell is the best. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now everybody's doing do Rogan, dude. Pella, like just my Brent Pella impression? Yeah, what's your, what's your impression? Uh, uh, <laughs> dude. Dude. <laughs> That's my Brent. What do you think? You think I could get on crowd? That's pretty good. You think I could do Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just playing myself funny. the whole time. <laughs> Wait, ah, I, I said for this, loco. I said this idea to you the other day, or like the idea that like uh, an improv group comes out. Yeah. Like at UCB, like Black Box, an improv group comes out, and it's like three three people, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, one woman, two white guys, every improv group. And they're like, all right, we are, you know, bananas or whatever. They <laughs> all right. And uh, can someone give us a suggestion? Someone's Cincinnati, right? And they, the, the two people start. And then the third guy just goes, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I have never done improv. I, I am so scared right now. I do not, like, breaks all, like, doesn't stop. And, and they're just keep, they keep going. Like, don't, is that a sweep? I'm so confused. I'm so worried. Like, can we shoot this? Yeah, why not? That's Let's so funny. I would love it's to good. be that guy. Yeah. That could be a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> what? I, I do, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. That's really funny. Like guy that internalizes anxiety outwards, right? Like yeah. vulnerability like now that. is a very relatable thing. Oh, it's the comedy. best. It's it, the best it's thing the, to relate yeah, to. Yeah, because when you relate to anger, that's always like a weird one. Like Fox News, a lot of their like humor section is always anger based. Well, and it's also hard to relate to confidence. Yeah, confidence is very aspirational, especially if it feels. Uh, artificial yeah because then you come off as a douche right so like in in a lot of the sketches that i do i try to not have like if if there's a confidence i try to have it be like a mockable confidence right so for example yeah yeah, like me and nikki did this sketch at a music festival where i'm the man bun guy and she's behind me massage and we're talking to this couple about all the festivals that we've been to and how we have no ego and that makes us better and they have dirty sex and dance yeah yeah yeah. and so we're like this very confident we're talking down to the other couple so it's like we're very confident but the subject matter and our behavior exudes this like uh mockable thing you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so that's the the characters i love to play have that vulnerability but are also so absolutely absurd right that it's almost like they they might not be able to live in this world like they kind of can but they straddle that line they're like manic characters of yeah they're manic caricatures of uh like emotional experiences that i've seen or i've had right so like the um 
the guy at, that I did at your show the other right. night, yes. where he was the he's pitching a brand new gift, yes. but his life is clearly falling apart. Right. He's the falling angry apart. Uncle. Yeah, because yeah, his daughter's on OnlyFans. He's got a kid in QAnon, and right. his wife is like you know an Antifa I love or whatever. That he's not you know a he's a normal guy. guy. Right. No, he's right. just trying to right. figure out what yeah. the fuck is his going on. His wife cheated on him. You know, because yeah. there are some you know there's some guys out there that just they got the wrong end of the stick, right? Right. You know, you feel bad for him. Yeah. And then everyone just it's attacks tough. him. You're like, yeah. you sheep. Yeah. <laughs> you piece of shit. And it's like, dude, you know, it's hard because when you're a chill guy, it's cool in your 20s. But yeah. then like you get in your 40s and you can just kind of like wither away. Yeah. You know, it's yep. like, oh, yeah, that's Ed. You know, yeah. he's down in the basement with the trains. Uh-huh. You know, he yeah. doesn't really have friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it's scary because you just detach. Like a lot of men detach from society. And that's that yeah. guy. That right? is that guy. Yeah. Right. And he's just losing he's it. So detached. He's, he's losing it. You drinking. feel bad yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah. He's he's drinking so much. He drinks Four loco just for the pain. Right. You know, I love the idea of anyone over because he wants to feel something. Twenty-five drinking Four loco. Yeah. It yeah. is amazing. What a what it's a, a phenomenal it's prop. A, it's a it's a cultural phenomenon for us yeah right because yep. it was my big high school drink it was the first thing i ever drank, drank first thing i ever drank yeah and, and I, I had caffeine yeah i want all right no the taurine or whatever the fuck it was called no it was caffeine bro. it was caffeine it was straight caffeine That's what they took and out? then they made that illegal yeah oh, and i've been trying to find the original if i could find like cases of the I'm original sure it's out, right? i would absolutely like, i would spend hundreds of dollars like szechuan sauce it'll be kind yeah of like somebody's got to have it in a warehouse somewhere yeah um, that's a good nft yeah that'd be hilarious the nft people are out of control uh yeah we there. made it we made an nft okay it was a dick except for you it's yeah bit dick i'm uh i just think i'm you know i don't that's it, the future is it the metaverse absolutely oh man oh my god come on i don't know you don't have to like it but you gotta accept it maybe that's for sure i mean I people crypto, think of it this yeah. way people are getting so out of touch with what's happening in society and they're so mad right uh mixed with gaming is gaming? bigger than every sport combined so gaming i think is like porn where it's like this like like it's bizarre to me that the most popular thing in America right now to men that are like 18 to 34 mm-hmm. is uh, sitting down in front of a screen and shooting people yep. for, for 12 hours. Yeah. And then when you ask like gamers are the cra- like if you like gamers agitating a gamer is the same way as like putting your hand near a pit bull. Yeah. Like, I, my roommate in college was a gamer <laughs> and I was like, dude, like, and at the time he smoked a lot of weed. I didn't smoke weed. Now I smoke a lot of weed, but like I'm pretty active when I smoke weed. How much weed do you smoke? I smoke like pretty much every day. How much is how, like how Const- bu- like I'm chain smoking pretty often. Chain smoking joints. Like a, a pen, a joint. Yeah, usually. Mm. Um, I mean, some days I'll go like during the week I'll go to like five o'clock. But wow, okay. It's back pain. Oh it's, right. I really okay. look at it medicinally. Yeah. At, at this point, it doesn't. You know, I don't feel high. It's like usually CBD, but it's it's the best and it's natural. Like I'd rather do that nice. than take. Oh, absolutely. For Advil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, um, yeah. And it does work. It helps me sleep. Um, that, like, I'm getting agitated. <laughs> I'm the same way a gamer. Like, don't talk to me about my, you know. No one wants Stop to, questioning well, no my fucking No one wants to hear weed. about their advice, right? So yeah. if you're defensive about something you're doing, that means that you have internalized to some degree that it's wrong. Or yeah, Or yeah, it's yeah. unhealthy, yeah. right? So it's yeah. like, if you go to someone and you're like, hey, I think you drink too much. No, I'm not. Yeah. Right? Why are you defensive of it? Like, right. instead of letting that in, be like, hmm, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll take note. And maybe I am, mm-hmm. you know, but like gamers, you talk to them and you're like, dude, you should get outside. And they're like, no, no. Right. And they're mad. <laughs> yeah. And the culture scares the shit out of me. And all the shooters are gamers. I don't give a fuck what anyone That's says. That's true. They're all gamers. Yeah. I'm not, you know, here I go. I'm running for office. Mm-hmm. They're all gamers. They're all like crazy porn people because it's just compulsive anger that gets stored up. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a detachment from reality to the point where when you go outside, I don't think you're seeing you know, people as people anymore. You're seeing them as this game and you're losing your mind. And it's yeah. a real thing. I think that's happening in America. It's an epidemic. I don't know. I guess it's only not happening everywhere because it's gun laws. 
right? right. Like there's definitely crazy right. people right. In, in Poland that would fucking shoot up a school, but yeah. they just don't have guns. You know? And the, yeah, be, they also, I don't need, I don't know if there would be crazy people that would shoot up a school in Poland because really? they haven't been raised in that climate. That doesn't really happen there. But there's gaming all over the world. There's gaming all over the world, but their approach and their, their digestion of the game is yeah. that it's a game. It's not real life. So I don't, I think it's, Interesting. Like, like I, I feel like people that are gaming more grounded in, in, in nature as a Poland and Finland. Yeah, they're they're you know they're playing the game and then they're done with the game and that was it. It was a game. Because to me, like, and there's no guns in sight, so that's not adding to right. it. There's just reindeer and mushrooms. There's nothing to do either. Yeah. Like Americanism has like you, you know. I, I feel like you have such so a, much to do. A desire to do something with yeah. your life, right? Well, that's why we're creating the fucking metaverse, right? Because we just can't stop. You also need to get involved in the metaverse. I think. Why? I think as I think SMD needs to go into the metaverse because right. there's going to be a pocket ready for comedy there. Yeah, there is. Like it's, anonymous it's the, comedy, dude. I, I'm telling you right now, the world is moving online. Into the blockchain. My friend meets Steven. Absolutely the future. My friend Steven Lesser is a big uh, VR guy, you know? Yeah, that's it. And, and the way always to follow it, it's like the Fight Club rule. It's like follow porn. Yeah. So it's like porn was the first to go from, you know, beta to DVD, from DVD to streaming. Yep. You know, streaming now. And now what their big thing is, is virtual VR. Is VR. Yeah. So yeah. I guess, I mean, VR comedy is bizarre to me. Yeah, I don't know what that would look like, but it would probably be cool like to watch Sebastian yeah from your couch with glasses and, and it's a live feed from the camera yeah. you know i mean that's rad like a live and that's roast. gonna happen like a live roast yeah you yeah see yeah the room. like yeah because like, cameo so you could look too. around and, yeah how much how much are you worth 50 bucks good for you 50 a pop good for you because i don't like doing it that's very much respect but order a cameo for christmas guys yeah, <laughs> yeah. joe rogan joe rogan joe, joe rogan, rogan. <laughs> Merry Christmas. drink 10 uh uh cameo to me is a little strange because it's like live market pricing because you can do that. So you set yeah. yours at 50, but then you can also have like... Which is higher than everybody I know. Which is pretty high. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't pay 50 for you, but Good. I know you. Right. I'd pay 100. Thanks. I'd pay I want to up it to, a th to 100. I like to keep working, baby. <laughs> I might just I'm do like it anyway. I'm like a comedy pimp. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm running like the cameo thing. Like I see your cameo is now pulling in $50. Maybe you're a $35 bottom bitch now, Brent. Yeah. That's a fun character yeah. too. Oh, well, that's what scares me because it's like... You know, uh, you look at like live cam porn. Right? Yeah. And it's like cameos at like dance, dance for me, Phyllis from the office. I'll right. give you $300 <laughs> for my fucking wife here in Naples, Florida. Oh she my fucking God. sleeps with the tennis instructor. You know, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It is bizarre that exploitation route per se. I mean, it's it's earning, right? Like, again, like I'm, I'm totally for it and everything, but it does kind of create a weird way of thinking about people. Yeah. Right. Which is like ownership, you know, yeah. it's like, and that in the metaverse scares me a little bit because yeah. it just feels we aren't ourselves, you know, maybe it's a place where we just go and be nuts. I don't know. Like, you know, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like. I just know that it's going to be massive and there's going to be a lot of like, I saw this article the other day about how people are buying digital land. Okay. And they're buying digital land. Yeah. Uh, which is going to go up in value because other people are going to want to put property there, right. like digital is this property. Is Second World or Life World or that video game? Fuck, I don't even know. Cause I don't even know what the There's like the realtors. Thing there's is. like digital realtors. But there's realtors. Yeah. And then this person was talking about how somebody should start selling high-end digital furniture <laughs> because nobody's doing that right yeah. now and everybody's going to have digital land. Right. And it could be a multi-million dollar market. In Venice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> home, digital just, homeless people. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, yeah. Dude. <laughs> my friend, a digital homeless problem in the metaverse? My roommate um, 
I won't say which one in case this joke goes poorly, but he's very uh-huh. funny. But one of my roommates has a joke where if the Avengers happened and Thanos snapped his fingers, um, like and all the homeless people disappeared, uh-huh. no one would try and fight him back. Right. Like, oh, no. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That's my friend Coleman's. Dang. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really crazy. funny. They, that's really funny. Well, you know, I, I guess uh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Avengers wouldn't be going back. <laughs> nope. It's sad because we're fucked up people, but you yeah, know, we are. We're, I mean, okay. we're creating a fake world for ourselves. We are. I think it'll be fun. What does he think? Hampton is, uh, he's just so spoiled. You know, he's such a good dog. I put all my love into him, which is so unhealthy. Yeah. But it's good for now. Right? Yeah. Cause like, I know how to like raise something, which is good. Nice. You know, yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. pretty mild mannered. I love the, um, we're very close. Collar? Is that a collar? It's his harness. Harness. Yeah. yeah it's good. It's seasonal. Yeah. It's very wintry. <laughs> I know. I it is. It, I have become like, you know, like I recognize how ridiculous. Like I brought Hampton to an open mic the other day. Oh, funny. And uh but it's like, you know, I'm at yeah. I'm at the next level open mic. Yeah, you can bring you a dog. You know what I mean? You're I'm at bring a dog up, at yeah. an open mic level. I'm gonna level. bring it a dog at an open mic level. Yeah. Bomb. But I brought the dog. <laughs> yeah. Dog barks, pisses on everyone. Well, I gotta. I think I need to do more open mics, dude. I haven't been doing the Hyperion uh, public is back, baby. No, that's the bar. What's, Where is that? What's the Echoes? one? Lyric Hyperion is back. Oh, the Lyric Hyperion. Yeah. Where is the that? East Side's tough. You know, the East Side's the East Side. Yeah. It's uh, it's very like I feel like the East Side is everyone has an English degree. Yeah. Everyone is very on the nose and they're sharp. Yeah. Right. Everyone's very sharp on the East Side. Yeah. Um, and they're angry. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't, they're not angry. They're cynical. There's some cynicism there. Um, I don't know. This is a generalization, but it does produce some of the best, funniest, weird comedy. That's true. You know? Yeah. Like, and I, I find that like your comedy is very East side in a lot of ways too. Uh, people in LA always hated my comedy, but you're cause you're a West side guy, I guess. But even before that, I used to live in yeah. uh, Silver Lake, but just my style would never hit at open mics ever. It was all physical and silly physical, and loud. Yeah. And uh, people didn't like that. But it would work in variety shows. Well, it works in shows. It worked. It worked. Like my first couple years, I would bomb at every open mic and then do great at every show. It's hard to do act outs at open mics because it's like yeah. Think of the comics that always do well at open mics. It's like they come up there like, all right, fuck, how's it? Yeah, god damn it. Right. I fucked my dog the other day. Right. No, that's yeah. And everybody starts laughing. Right. But my cat got jealous, so I fucked my cat. Right. Uh, This guy's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Book him. Right. Book him. Right. Um, all right, dude. We gotta let's let's, let's bring it home, it? baby. It's three. Um, Talk SMD a little bit and get out of here. Yeah. So what's next for uh, Sunday, Sunday morning? morning. Yeah. We're uh, so we're taking the first two seasons, your mm-hmm. stuff, the new stuff. We're putting it all together. We're gonna put out a master season on YouTube. Cool. Um, and really try and build our YouTube presence. Awesome. Um, it just it's been tough on Instagram. It's uh, we keep getting shadow banned, and it feels like our videos don't really translate that well um we've like cut them into reels but it, it's tough cause well we, because the the sketches that you curate are thank you yes. very good sketches we curate or the ones that you produce any of the sketches involved with smd are like yeah. very good sketches that could live on a streaming or broadcast yeah. sketch You're show to be tv ready as opposed to being social media ready right which is a whole other type and of that's comedy kind of where it garners the um you know, the view count is, is tough because we, yeah. we put a lot of effort into these sketches and I think they're fairly well known without the comedy community, but it's just now a matter of how can we get it to more eyeballs Yeah, and show it. Cause when you watch our stuff, people love it, you know, like yeah. we've, we've had some stuff, um, blow up. We've had some really, you know, fun things. And I think this new season 
and this new rollout's going to work well. And then the live shows have been so fun. We'd love to have you back and like absolutely keep doing you know big mm-hmm. crazy things and just keeping people on their toes. Because yeah. I, I think traditional stand up shows in the same way that traditional stand up is it's not a dying medium, but it just it needs to. We it's need a the, falling the community, medium. The community needs just, to come together. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, we're, yeah. We're injured right now. Like we are. We're Bring hammered. me back. I'll do a different character on every show. Comedy Central's dying. You know, it's so, yeah. it, it's Oof. like we're having yeah. we're in a place now where comedy can't play it pick its pick and choose its lanes. Right. You know, we can't gatekeep people now. What's funny is funny, and we need to start bringing the community together. Yeah. You know, like I want, I would love to be in a world where Shane Gillis's sketches are on SMD. Yeah. Right next to the person in Silver Lake that like tweets, I fucking hate him. Their sketches mm-hmm. are in there because the mm-hmm. truth is like, what's funny is funny. Mm-hmm. We can find common ground on that. And we can move forward. Yeah. You know, enough's enough. Beautifully put, dude. Thanks, dog. Wow, man. Great, bow, great job. Bow. And he said all that with sunglasses on the whole time. Yeah, you want to see my eyes? Oh, shit. Dude. No, no, no. Put it back on. My eyes are like red. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're, <laughs> you're cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay, cool. Glasses. Where can people find all the things? Uh, Direct them. Instagram at Sunday Morning Digital. Mm-hmm. Um, our YouTube is Sunday Morning Digital. And then our Facebook is Sunday Morning Digital. And uh, new pieces every Sunday? Uh, no, we're kind of in a little bit of a hiatus uh, because you're putting together, we're the putting thing. together things. So yep. we just released a new sketch with Jack Bensinger that yep. I think people should check out. It's really funny. Hilarious. You loved it. Yep. Um, and, uh, that did well. And then I think it just, you know, visiting a lot of our reels and stuff and dude, I don't get TikTok. No, don't get, yeah, we can't start down the TikTok conversation I or this will never end it's, and I'll just get really mad. It's just, I, I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't sorry. either. I don't care if I fail. I, I, just, I Well, I I'm just to. cutting all my sketches to put them on That's TikTok. That's what we did. But even the I'll rollout, never do an original TikTok. It's bizarre with the numbers too because you'll be watching and you're like, huh, nine views. And then you'll check five minutes later and it's like 10,000 views. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Did it just hit a pocket in like the Guangdong province? <laughs> and it's like, How is this really helping my career? Yeah. Like it's artificial. It's right. pennies on the dollar. Oh, totally, totally. You know, so yeah. it's like I'd rather the, the 16 views on Vimeo, I think at times. <laughs> oh, baby boy. All right, we're going to go. Um, everybody follow Sunday Morning Digital. Oh, baby boy. Uh, come here, baby, so you don't easy, scratch easy, the easy, table. Easy, 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 easy. This could be okay. Don't okay. put this in the episode. Okay, it's in. There we there go. Goes, baby, All right, everybody, baby. say Aww. goodbye to the dog. Hampton. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace and love. Peace. And that's it. Thanks so much for hanging. Thanks for vibing. Hope you enjoyed it. Follow Richie and all of the Sunday Morning Digital projects at Sunday Morning Digital across socials. And check out magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella for a special discount from our sponsor. And have a wonderful week. I love you. Bye-bye.